maybe um, I, I maybe I just don't know the definition of the word live. Like I'll look I know, it up. I think, yeah, you're podcast. you're a little live happy, <laughs> right? You're like, you're like I watched this I watched this movie. It was live. <laughs> All right, this is the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, episode five, coming at you as we always do. Got, uh, there's some fans that missed that, missed that a little bit. We'll get the uh, the acapella air horn going. Uh, congratulations, Both my dad. As my as most awesome senior says, is it most awesome senior? I was I was trying to figure out what to call him. Was I was I didn't know if it's going to be like. Papa Most Awesome, or Most Awesome Senior, that works. Yeah, yeah, I like okay, it. Okay, great. Uh, shout out to him, friend of the podcast. Friend, friend of the, the pod. pod. Yeah, want a little bit of the acapella horn. Uh, we're coming at you, we're going to hit, uh, this is a dynamite show. This is a big show. Show number five. I love we it. have uh, Most Awesome, I want to congratulate you. We are officially on iTunes now. We have had, we've had uh, close to 100 listens through our first four episodes. So I'm like, building build a little bit of an audience. All right, so uh, today we're going to hit, we're going to do what we do. We're going to hit our top five sports. Uh, it's going to be locker room cancers. We're going to move from that to most awesome, most awesome parenting tips. Uh, not going to tease that yet. It's just, it's another good one. You keep bringing the heat. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, we're going to talk top three sports movies of all time. A uh, new segment we're introing, which is our uh MAB inbox. We have some emails. We have some emails we're going to read on the air. That because we have fans. We have fans. That's do, why. That's we, right. We you you mentioned the 100 listens. Yeah. There's, we almost have. Those are people. How many emails do you think we have in there? It, it's not Four? just us. Well, it's two. I know exactly. Two. That. Well, if you count the, the Google security alert, which is making sure that I logged in from the right thing, then it's three. I, but I, That's an email. <laughs> it is an email. I didn't ask you what kind of emails. <laughs> I just asked you emails. Yeah. Well, it's three. Okay. It's a healthy three. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna do, we're gonna hit the inbox. Uh, we're gonna hit MVP of the week, and then finish as we always do with tales from the frat. That's right. Uh, well, let's kick it off, brother. How was your week? Good week. It was good. It was it was Not really sure good because we yeah. battled back and yeah. beat Loyola, so it was excellent. Uh, how, how was your week? It, it was good. We do have we're introducing the segment. We did uh, live in the field correspondence with each other. It may be on the streets. Uh, this is the most awesome Brandana podcast coming in. Uh, this is a little uh, a field take. We're coming in live from the field. We're at halftime of the Michigan Loyola Chicago game with most Ooh. awesome uh, who bleeds blue, bleeds a little blue. <laughs> exactly. Tell me, me thoughts. What's I, going I, on? Where's oh, your head at? Man. Oh, I'm I'm not feeling good, Brandana. Oh no. Okay. Well, what's your thoughts? If you're talking to the team right now in the locker room, what's your thoughts for the second half? Well, the thoughts for the second half is is we're just telling them that hey, like we're shooting 29%, so we don't historically shoot this bad. We're shooting 15% from three-point land, so historically we don't shoot this bad or this poorly. So it can only go up from there. We're playing defense well, athletically match up. Teske getting two fouls early on at like the eight-minute mark actually kind of hurt us. Even though Wagner is is a beast and is playing well, he's clearly the best player on the floor, we need to give him a little breather and wear down on those guys a little bit, uh, uh, on the Loyola guys a little bit more. It may be on the streets. Were, were you actually, were you worried going to, I, I know on the on our phone call you were, and we'll hear that uh, either here or after, but you you did sound like legit concerned on that yeah. Oh, yeah. eight point deficit. Absolutely, shots weren't falling. Um, they were playing good defense, but Loyola's shots were not falling either. They missed a couple bunnies. It could have very well easily been 13, 14 points. I mean, we could have been looking at the KU Nova halftime score. Um, look and, at that. Right. And it just, yeah, they just were not looking. Aside from Wagner showing up, no one else showed up. And it was concerning because you got to make buckets. You, you just got to make shots. And, and they weren't doing that. How do you feel about the championship against Nova? What do you think? Ooh, Nova's looking pretty 
pretty good. And, yeah. and by the time people will listen to this, the, the, the results probably will oh, that's true. come yeah. out, right? You know, so, but we're recording this on Sunday evening. I mean, they, they look like a, a, a front runner, uh, like they've always been all year long in that game against KU. Uh, I sent you that email this morning about that they opened up as the largest uh, favorite of an NC. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah Michigan's the yeah. dog, but the biggest Michigan's dog. Michigan's the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that the Nova came out with a six and a half point favorite, which is the largest uh, in NCAA history. So, I mean, they just looked legit. You could not stop them. So, I mean, again, it'll be similar to what we talk about in this segment here. I'm, I'm very interested in that the first five minutes of that game where we'll learn an incredible amount of what Michigan will be capable of and what Nova, uh, whether they're going to continue their, their hot streak. Yeah. So well, let's run down. Um, so we're going to hop into the top five right now. I uh, just want to do a quick shout out, a plug for ourselves. You can email us at MAB sports podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we are on iTunes right now. So search MAB sports and subscribe and give a little five star, a little five star, little message. Exactly. Hit us up with that. Yeah. Hashtag Mab World. Mab, Mab World. Uh, Okay. So our top five right now. uh, So we're kind of opening up in the headlines right now. We did a lot of NCAA the last four episodes. That's just kind of where we're at with Mm -hmm. sports in general going on. We're going to open up outside of that. uh, OBJ, little rumors about him being traded. We're going to talk top five locker room cancers. Is OBJ one? Give me your top five. Hit it. Right, so Odell Beckham Jr., Giants kind of clubhouse cancer. So we started talking about what are our all-time top five cancers. Yeah. So in, in true fashion, um, well, okay, hit, I'm hit, actually... Hit, hit me with this most awesome. Is OBJ a cancer? Do, do you think he's... Is he a problem in the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a problem. Absolutely, yeah. That, I mean, the fact that he is a, he is a top-flight wide receiver in the prime of his career on his fifth year of his rookie salary... And they're just openly shopping him or looking for the best best bets. I know Mara said, "Hey, we're not shopping buddy, anybody, but when you're three and thirteen, no offers off the table." Yeah. But you know, when you have a generational talent like Odell Beckham Jr., uh, you're not going to trade him, especially when he's kind of heading into his prime. Yeah. So I, I do think that they're asking a lot. Two first, two first round second or that's what I saw, and like a second or third, and that's uh, that hasn't happened. I actually looked at this up; it hasn't happened since 2000 with Joey Galloway, which everyone kind of said that that was an overpay by Dallas when he went from Seattle to Dallas. So, you know, the NFL is very much about comps, right? What is what is a comparable player and what's a comparable deal, and that kind of sets the market for some of these deals. Um, So, I think I I think they're going to be a little hopeful to get two firsts out of anybody yeah that's like getting two for you don't see that a lot so let's just hit me with one most let's awesome. go, okay yeah so true in true fashion i, I couldn't whittle it down to five so i'm gonna give you five. <laughs> but sure. I, I do have an top, order top, i do have an order most awesome top four and constellation bracket is so the top five and, and i'm gonna give you a five a and five b and talking about constellation brackets remind me of something when i finish up this five here because sure. i thought there was an interesting trend we'll see we'll amongst, see amongst we'll see okay all right. we'll see all how right. you treat all your right. time <laughs> <laughs> So I had, I had, I couldn't decide. I, I kind of gave a little bit of an edge to anybody that was like a superstar or an all-star MVP because, sure. you know, they, they create the culture of the locker room. So they, they in fact, are assholes. Then yeah. I think it extenu- ex- accentuates their, you know, clubhouse cancer. Yeah. So my 5A is Milton Bradley, who's a Major League Baseball outfielder. He played on eight teams in his 11-year career because he didn't get along with anybody. He constantly argued with his managers. He actually got into a fight with Lou Pinella. And he's just a general piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he has a ton of domestic abuse instances. Oh, God. Um, so he's my, five, he's my 5A. Milton Bradley. Uh, well, uh, well, actually, on, on, on my list, I had baseball question mark because I was just like, there's so many games and it's so, I don't like, individual specific i was like could there be a baseball star that's a big enough cancer to actually like get traded and so oh, I, I love that you leave oh yeah yeah and then uh and then my five my five a or five b bill romanowski the linebacker for most people remember him for the, the the broncos he played on the raiders as well too that's yeah. actually he actually wigged out and uh punched marcus williams a tight end i think it was just a practice squad player 
in the face and crushed his orbital socket, ruined his career. He actually sued him. Um, and he had just had a ton of instances. He actually, I, I found this out the other day when the, uh, the Broncos were, were, had their head coaching position open. Yeah. He, he petitioned Pat Bowen, the owner, with a 30-minute power pre, PowerPoint presentation about why he should be the head coach. And they're like, eh, we're going to go with the 32-year-old Josh McDaniels. Like, <laughs> you're too much of a dick. We don't, we don't like you. Uh, next, I went to another baseball player. He was an NL MVP, Jeff Kent, the second baseman. A lot of people remember from the Dodgers or the Giants. Um, he was kicked off his high school baseball team for being an asshole. To <laughs> wait, 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 you got to dive a little deeper on that. It, and I read an article, and, I, and I, this was in the LA Times, that he basically was, he was moved from, I think, from second base to shortstop, and he took that as his ump, or his ump, his manager was trying, his high school coach was trying to embarrass him. Um, because Jeff Kent historically was a terrible defensive player but he was a very good hitter he's a very good slugger mm-hmm. um, but he was a very bad defensive player so he took that as a slight going from one side of this of second base to the other and got into it with his coach obviously i don't know i wasn't there so i don't know what happened but <laughs> sure. he got kicked off sent his sent packing in high school so you have to imagine here's a, a major league baseball talent that the coach is like fuck it you go you're yeah, that's, you're that's so insane. annoying well what's also right. crazy is just like you're you know you're playing baseball you want to be the best so they're just like we're going to move you to a more important position and they're just like mm-hmm. they're like no no right. why, why are you trying to embarrass me it's just like i don't catch catch the ball like you're playing right. shortstop you, let's go your your heads and tails above everyone else on, on the field so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and uh he 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 actually had a had a history of berating rookies and other players on his team in, in the major leagues so much so that Barry Bonds, who himself was not a good teammate, very aloof and like never rode the team bus or anything like that, mm-hmm. actually confronted Jeff Kent about his <laughs> issues with players. And he also lied about, um, he lied to, I think it was the Dodgers, that he broke his wrist in the offseason uh, washing out his truck. He slipped and fell out of the bed of the truck when he was washing it. And actually he was popping wheelies on his motorcycle and fell off. So That makes more sense, yeah. Uh, number three, um, Delonte West, guard from this. None of these guys are on your list. Not on my so list. Not on my list. Not, yeah. So, so here's the thing, uh, Delonte West, who may or may not have a history of, of mental illness. I'm not sure. There was a video that came out on TMZ like a few yeah. years ago where yeah, yeah. he's like, he was talk, like homeless, talk a bell yeah. line or something, <laughs> trying to right. bump change. Yeah, huh. yeah exactly. Um, well, he has a he's he, a LeBron James mother rumor also, right? That's my. That's why okay. he made it number three on the list because <laughs> okay, yeah. because he took uh, he took. LeBron's mom out on a few dates, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. And he also got in a fight with teammates. In 2012, when the Mavs won their only title, he was not allowed to go to the White House because he was going berserk on Twitter when Twitter was a thing back in the day. And just, I don't even know what he was saying. I have no idea if it was politically motivated or what, or he was just acting like a lunatic. Right. Um, also, side note to Delonte West, for Rome Show fans out there, Jim Rome Show, uh, has the classic "Better Have My Donuts." That is a classic drop from the Rome Show. Um, shout, shouting out other other sports casts. I got like, look, man, fair, I, I like it. I, I like it. Yeah, I got. I, there's no shame in my game. Well, right? doesn't doesn't he have a story about like a ride on? He got pulled over on a motorcycle with like guns in a backpack. Yeah, or something? suitcase. Yes, okay. yes, a, like a guitar case filled with like loaded weapons. <laughs> Yes, total lunatic. Okay, right. Like I said, may or may not have yeah, sure. history of mental illness. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. sure. Um, speaking of mental illness, that goes to number two. Yeah. Uh, and my boy, Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You may remember this story. He uh, he got into an issue with Javaris Crittenden, who's doing uh, 30 to life, I think, for killing a person. Jesus. Where he was a teammate, and they pulled. They they there was a a bad uh, gambling debt, and Javaris Crittenden thought that Gilbert owed him uh, 1100 bucks. And then they started talking a whole bunch of shit and saying how that they were going to shoot each other. The next day, they're showing up in the locker room, and Gilbert laid out four guns. He said, not loaded. Four guns and said, pick which one you want to shoot me with. And then Javaris Crittenden pulled out his own little gun and pointed it at him. I was like, I'll just shoot you with this one. In the locker room. In the locker room. Over $1,100. Over $1,100 in a Blu-ray game. We should bring that uh, up in uh, the gambling corner. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Agent yeah. Zero betting $1,100. <laughs> 
and just having just general weird behavior. Gilbert Arenas took a shower at, in, in his full uniform, sneakers, shoes, uh, took a full shower at, at halftime of the game. Um, he would yell out, you remember he would yell out hibachi mm-hmm. after he would make shots? Oh yeah, he would yell out on the court, he'd be yelled hibachi, which means bowl of fire. So he just thought that was awesome and was would scream it out. And once admitted that he ate 12 hamburgers at, at in Toronto one night before a game. They're just a weirdo. That's, that is a weird. We we gotta bring that up again. I, I want to talk about like most like underperforming. It's it's not on this list, but like most kind of just like tragic stories of just like why because Gilbert Gilbert Rance, for all intents and purposes should have been like an amazing player. And, and he what right. is he Hall of Fame? No, 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 no. I mean he lost time to he was suspended fifty games for that uh, incident. I mean he when he was on the court he was great. Um, he also had a little bit of injury issue. Right, mm-hmm. so it all kind of chipped away at it, and he was the first player ever uh, when they had the when they rolled out the amnesty rule, which is basically like any bad NBA contract that was out there, you can just wave and just get them off your team, and it'll go against your cap and it'll go against whatever, but you can you can just cut them, be gone with them, and he was the the very first person that that rule was used on when it was enacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speaking of somebody who's just probably the all time, I think is my number one. An NFL receiver, T.O., Terrell T.O. Owens. On my he, list. He's up there. On my yeah. list, yeah. Jeff Garcia rumors that, you know, basically insinuated that he was gay. Uh, he got sent home from the Eagles in that training camp, or in training camp, and most people remember the video where he's doing crunches in the driveway. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, just abs on abs on abs. I mean, that dude was stacked. But just, to, I mean, you get sent home, your best player gets sent home from training camp. Uh, obviously, he, a lot of people know that he feuded with Donovan McNabb pretty regularly. Yeah. He kind of, uh, after that Super Bowl where they lost, he kind of said that his conditioning, McNabb's conditioning, wasn't up to snuff. Yeah. And kind of alluded to what a lot of people thought that they saw was him puking, remember, in the, in the yeah. huddle yep. or off to the sideline, that he just wasn't in good enough shape and, and couldn't own up to the spotlight, which is just something you don't do to your teammate. Yeah. And also, too, most recently, uh, I most awesome loves to watch bad television um, there's a show on MTV called Champs vs. Pros, which takes the MTV Real World Real Rules Challengers against actual pro athletes. Guess what? Dio was on it this last season. Guess what he did? He quit on his team. He left in the middle of the show. That's that what sense. got him the number one spot. Yep. He's a bad teammate. Yep, that's deserved. Uh, I, I have some names on my list I'm going to bring up, and I just want to get your thoughts on it, put it together. Uh, three wide receivers, counting okay. uh, Tio is my number one. Yeah. Rand, Randy Moss, my boy. I love Randy yeah. Moss. But uh, I don't know, like, if you're... If you Straight are, cash, homie. If you're a blue chip wide receiver and you're getting traded, there's a huge problem. Like something's right. going on. Like he hit the uh, he hit the parking attendant with the car. Uh, <laughs> he was getting fights with the coach, and then he's like he was traded to uh, the Raiders, right, for like a third right. round pick. Then I have uh, keeping with that uh, Keyshawn Johnson. You, you can't yeah. cu- you can't come up with a book called Throw Me the Damn Ball. And not right. not not hit this list a little bit. Right, and and talking shit on Wayne Krabat, who is the number two all time Jets leading receiver <laughs> in the yeah. book too. Uh, and then I had um, Dennis Rodman. I don't know. There's something about like a trade thing at the end of his career, right? Like I yeah, totally. Yeah, he played for the. I don't want to say he played for the Spurs. That was the that was the end of it because he openly battled with the Spurs guys and didn't get along with them. I think he only ended up playing like nine or ten games with them. But yeah, he bounced yeah. around a little bit in his in his later career, and he was. Yeah, if you if you're categorizing it by a distraction, yeah, yes, yeah, I guess yeah, that, that's, a thousand percent. Right? That's the line. And that's, but that's being a bad teammate. Yep. sports guys are. I mean, you know, it's kind of like you don't want to spook the racehorses, right? These guys are, you know, they are primed athletes who there's a rhythm and a routine to it, and when you have outside distractions going on, it's gonna it's gonna screw, it's gonna mess up with that mojo. Yep. you know what I yep. mean? Exactly. And then uh, I have Carmelo Anthony. You agree or disagree? Okay. I, I just like uh, like for for being that level of talent and moving. There's something about moving around to a bunch of different teams when you're supposed to be like a list talent. That I'm a little bit just like okay, like are you the problem a little bit? Right. Yeah. I mean, you could look at being traded as a reason why, and just kind of having a general, you know, kind of an aura about you as kind of a, a me first player. Yeah. Which is definitely not a good teammate to have. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely could see it. I definitely think that there are actual, actual like bad dudes that are on these teams that 
are just total distractions and derail a team. You could have a whole subcategory when I was looking up some stuff on just athletes who suck with teammates' wives. Who sure. yeah. you've got you've got Tony Parker, he slept allegedly with Brent Berry's wife. You had Joe Horn, who allegedly slept with Willie Rofe's wife. Willie Rofe, who our friend once described as a van with legs, <laughs> a huge human being. And this little wide receiver, some people remember him as the guy that hid the cell phone in his sack mm-hmm. and they made the call, or, or not the sack, in the in the pylon yeah. uh, when he scored a touchdown. Um, and then Raphael Palmero, um, a lot of people remember him from the steroids uh, report. Um, this is an alleged story that I've only found once, but it's kind of a great one. He apparently did a Viagra commercial. And all of his teammates made fun of him for doing a Viagra commercial. So then Raphael's revenge was trying to sleep with their wives. I'll show you. That's, that's so, What's more insane is yeah. like you, you guys are teammates, so you're having the same nights off of work. <laughs> so it's just like I don't right. like it's just like like what are you, like we're we're obviously we're not playing for three days, but somehow like my wife is out like getting drinks with right, one right. of my teammates. It's crazy. Yes, if you're a professional athlete and you're on a home home stand here, <laughs> sure, and yeah. your wife goes out in the town, <laughs> yeah. and you cry, try and call your teammate and be like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, uh, uh, watching a movie. Nothing. Not, not a great sign. Not a great he, sign. He's banging your wife. Uh, we're gonna move right now into. M-A-M-A parenting tips. So what I've got for you is a little thing I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of throw it out there. Like I told you in the last episode, I'm a big believer in mantras, and so this mantra is fuck Purell. Fuck Purell. Obviously, we're going to let go of Purell as a possible sponsor. That ship is sailing right now. Or not, sure. maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to say uh, uh, that. So wh- what I mean by that is, is that, and, and, and a lot of these parenting tips are kind of surrounded about your urge to overprotect or to, to sanitize and sterilize your kids from the environment. And, and Purell is a direct contrast in that. So many parents these days are scrubbing their, their, these kids down um, every time they touch anything or go to put, uh, put anything in their mouth. It's not actually, it's actually not good for them. Kids, and here's the dirty little secret is, is kids will get sick no matter what happens. So if, even if you are diligent in the Purell, guess what? They're still going to get sick. But they're actually, you're actually setting them up for a longer history of illness because early on in early childhood development, and there's a couple hypotheses out there, uh, the hygiene hypothesis, which was from the 80s, which basically says lower incidences of uh, exposure to infection in early childhood development could be reasons for the rise and increase in asthma, hay fever, and other, uh, you know, uh, allergies and stuff like that. Allergies and stuff like that, right. So the corollary is, is the more that we sanitize these kids, the more that they become more frequently susceptible to it, right? Yeah, is this, and, is this up the alley of just like uh, like chicken pox parties? I think I've heard of that before. Like if one yeah, kid yeah, kind yeah. of in the orbit, like you let your kid go hang out because the earlier you get chicken pox, the better. Right, yeah. They used to have, well now, here's the, here's the funny thing is, is now they don't actually have chicken pox anymore. It's been eradicated. Oh, it's gone. Uh, well, yeah, depending on how many weirdos in those Feliz stop vaccinating, vaccinating their kids, uh, it might come back, but they, yes, when we were growing up, they used to have hundred percent like, Oh, your brother's got chicken pox. Go like, give him a hug and yeah, you guys get it. Get camp it out in the same room for an hour. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, so, so hundred percent you're, you're in the same uh, point of that. Um, Chris Mason, who is a, a Cornell immunologist actually came out with an article and it made a kind of a big splash. Cause he said, basically what you should do is take your kid and let them roll up and down the the walkway of the subway in New York city, because that's where they're going to get a ton of exposure exposed to, to all sorts of exactly. Right. So, you know, as a parent, again, you have to fight your urge to do this because as a parent, it's my goal and my job to actually create good little human beings, right? Mm-hmm. People who can go off and be actually functional members of society. The, the reason why I bring this up is, is that if you have little kids then that are constantly getting ill, when they become adults, right, they're going to be constantly getting sick and they're going to also be fearful of germs, right? And think of the other side of it is that I don't get sick, right? Because 
I probably was exposed to a ton of stuff as a kid. Chicken pox parties and other garbage that my parents just let me run, run play through. We actually used to jump in dumpsters as like a game. Like that was a fun little game that we used to do, right? So <laughs> I grew up in Michigan. There wasn't a lot to do. Yeah, I'm trying to remember so, the jump in dumpsters parties. Like I, I'm trying, <laughs> maybe there was one. But I, that, yeah, that was my 15, 15 year old birthday party. Hey, everyone get a dumpster. The dumpster. Out. We're at the dumpster. Waste management. Yeah. Oh, oh, you found the hypodermic needle. You won the prize. Um, so then. Um, but yeah, so I don't get sick now as an adult, right? And part of it is a mental just kind of mindset, right? I, mentally, I tell myself I'm not going to get sick. My, my girls are sick right now, actually. Yeah, but you like that. Enough, but... that. That's a good sign, right? You just Are you excited when they're sick? You're just like, okay, this is like another, you know, like another bacteria they're overcoming or building. Yeah, I mean, before. yes. On that side, yes. On the downside, it's like, oh, you're miserable when you're sick. Like you're, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of uh, very tough to, tough to deal with. Although they are very cuddly when they're sick, which is nice. But mm-hmm. it's also the reason why I also am like, oh, my nose is running now. What the hell? <laughs> Um, but anyways, you don't want to be fearful of germs and that's what we're trying to create. Uh, the funny story is, is my, my brother-in-law, uh, he never gets sick and admittedly never gets sick. And he always talks about it kind of like a, like a Peter Parker moment, right? Like Spider-Man where when he was growing up, him and my wife's family went on vacation. He was young, probably like five or seven and they're at like some holiday inn or something like that. And it's a rainy day. So they couldn't go out and go on whatever excursions they want to go out. So they had the indoor pool. And I don't know if you remember, where you've seen some of those pools where they've got that little like sports turf type thing, like right when you get out of the pool, little walkway. So the pools of water that collect up in there, people don't slip in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So my mother-in-law is not paying attention to my my brother-in-law, and he's like probably like five years old. And she looks over, and he's just in there just slurping water (laughs) out of of the floor mats, which he cites today as the reason why he doesn't get sick. (laughs) He's a superhero. Great. He's a superhero. Right. Exactly. Um, so our job is as parents is to not get in the way. So I say, fuck Purell. And as our friend, Dr. Jeff Goldblum said, nature's going to find anyway. So they're going to get sick. So just let it happen. Fuck Purell and don't, don't clean your kids. All right. That's the MAMA parenting tip. Fuck Purell. Expose them to right. viruses. Overly, overly, kind of right. overly clean your kids. You should bathe your kids. I know yeah. people are going to listen to this literally and be like, no. oh. Nope. Long story short, Paul says, let your kids drink pool water. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, debate section. Uh, Neapolitan ice cream. People were really excited last, last episode. We're a, not doing that again. Relax. I know a you're really excited. <laughs> There's a ton of buzz around it. Uh, I don't even exactly. know there's an order, but yeah, it, it fired people up. Uh, we're there, gonna do. There is an order, yes. Well, chocolate. I'll, I'll accept. Okay. There's been a big right. surge of strawberry coming back. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll accept strawberry is that okay. most awesome one A one B. Sure. But but for those vanilla yeah. idiots out there, it's called vanilla for a reason. <laughs> as long that's as why right. people. Yes. As long as vanilla's last, you're you're in as long as most awesome last, good graces. Then we can hang out. If you yeah. have vanilla anywhere else. Well, we did I'm call people. Uh, we called them a sociopath if they had vanilla number one. Is that right? They're yes, insane yes. people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Shout out to Jim Booth, who wants to be a guest. Oh, we, we had a guest star request. Like someone wants oh, to dial in. I, we'll see. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz. I, I know. Look, our our list can only get so deep, right? Yeah. I mean, we gotta we gotta we gotta hold off on these. People we we have in. we have enough to say. As soon as we stop filling up the minutes, then we'll start pulling people in. But everybody for right now can relax. This is we're exactly. we're driving this ship. Right when we're yeah when it's knee deep in uh, middle of the baseball season yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to do a little stuff we're gonna need it yeah we're gonna need it yeah. we're gonna come in to get in reps and it's just like uh, playoff basketball is over what do we do uh, all right uh, top three sports movies of all time go mm-hmm. most awesome okay um, so all time all time uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna come at you with one that has got okay I, 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 I want to say this I guarantee you I have three that are not on your list. I guarantee, I guarantee, it? I guarantee What's it, set, it. Set the line on this. Set the-, the loser will, uh, I, I think we're, I think it's about time for us to get most awesome brandana t-shirts made. And so the loser will send the winner a, a t-shirt. Uh, the first I one. I like it. The first one. So I like it. Okay. Let's do it. I'm, I'm into it. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So the first one that I have actually number three on my list, cause I'm going in order. Yeah. Number three. This movie. Wait, wait, has... wait. You, you don't. You don't have like. You don't have two, and then like six or seven vying for the third spot. You actually just have a list of three. I do have a list of three. <laughs> okay. I do have All a right. List of three. I'm surprised. There's not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I mean, I could talk about others. <laughs> sure. And It'll happen. Doing It'll research happen. again, I was yeah. like, God damn it. There's so. It's many. hard. It's hard. It's tough. Right. Exactly. So my 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 number three has everything. 
Okay. It has uh, questions about uh, race, black, white. It has uh, sexuality, men, women. It has comedy, and it has Jeopardy. Oh, I'm talking about white men can't jump. Fuck, that's on my list. Right. I owe you a t-shirt. Alright, yes. There it is. Love, okay. love White Men Can't Jump. Oh my god. What do you love it about so... it? Oh, the weird thing about that movie is Wesley Snipes cannot play basketball. I don't know if he's gonna be a friend of the That's podcast, the thing. but he can't like it's like he's dribbling like around his neck. Like how they shot around <laughs> the fact like he can't play right. a sport is insane. Right, exactly. Although he I do I will contend that he does look athletic enough to kind of play it off a little bit. You know well, what I mean? I, like what's what's more plausible? Like Wesley Snipes being able to drive through three people in a pickup game and watch Chicago or Woody Harrelson dunking. Like, I don't know which, like, it's, it's a toss-up. Right, right. It is, yes. And let's refer to them as, their, their, as Billy Hoyle <laughs> sure. and Sidney Dean, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, I mean, let's say true to, the, to, true to the genre. Um, yeah, I mean... Well, Billy Hoyle can dunk, like, according to the movie, but I don't, I don't think Woody Harrelson can dunk. Rosie Perez is actually awesome in this movie. Yeah, Rosie Perez she's is great. such an underrated aspect of this movie. It's not even funny. And there is just amazing one-liners in this movie. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, it's just unbelievable. And uh, King and Duck, playing against King and Duck. King of the Duck. King, King and of the Duck. King of the Duck. That's right. And, and, and I will say this, too. If we had another top five list of all-time like white guy names, yep. Billy Hoyle is like a, the <laughs> yeah, preeminent winner yeah. of white guy it's, names, right? Yeah, it's it's you hit random generizer of white guy names, and that's like the number one go-to. Right, right, right. It's like the Wu Tang generator, except instead of Childish Gambino, it gives you Billy Hoyle. Yep. Okay, I like it. Okay, is, is that, so that's is my is number that three. How Childish Gambino got his name? Yeah. Oh, Did you know, know that? that? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a Wu-Tang generator. Oh, yeah. wow. Awesome. Yeah, so he just put it in there, and two words came up, and Childish Gambino was born. So here's my problem with the movie. Like, we don't know how you get into Jeopardy, but I'm pretty sure it's not a security guard that gets you onto Jeopardy. He has to hit a half-court yes. shot, a hook shot, half-court hook shot, right. which, have you ever right. hit one of those in your life? I mean, no. I haven't. I don't, no. I, mean, I can't imagine I attempted a lot. But also, like, the security guard all of a sudden is just like, yes, you get to be a contestant on Jeopardy. I don't think that's how we it works. Yeah, there's a little suspension of disbelief on that one, for <laughs> yeah, sure. a little bit, sure. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, um, then my number two, so this is where I would have gone, I could have thrown out a 2A right here, because I was thinking about Rocky is talked about and discusses probably like the, the biggest like all-time underdog story. Yeah. Nay, Rudy is the biggest all-time okay. underdog story of all time. Rudy is my number two. Yeah. Um, first yeah. off, uh, just so people know, when Rudy's on, most awesome keeps his house pretty clean. Sure. But there are a few moments where the dust all of a sudden kicks up and it gets a little teary. <laughs> and it's just dust, guys. I just want you to know. Just dust. Just dust. It is Something just dust. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Most awesome and doesn't cry. Yeah. I don't. No, exactly. Um, but when like he tells his dad that he's getting into Notre Dame, I mean I, that's like a I, I was, was going to ask what what scene is it that that quote unquote kicks up the most dust in your house and something actually. Oh yeah, when he's when he's when he's telling his dust and when he actually. When he actually sacks and like John Favreau, uh, Bud, and like Charles S. Dutton, and everyone's like just fist pumping, yeah. that's a that's a crescendo moment. But yes, when he gets into school after being at St. Mary's and trying and trying and trying, and then just getting onto the team, I mean, it is unbelievable. Um, side note to um, Charles S. Dutton is fantastic. He's the greenskeeper in Rudy. Unbelievable performance. But the 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 the, the additional plus factor of Rudy is it gave us the merging, the marriage between John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. That's where they first met. Oh, that's where they met. And decided to do swing. That's where they met. Yes. Cool. Yes. Nice. So Favreau was worth his it. buddy in college, right? <laughs> totally worth it. Swingers give a swing on the whole thing. Give us Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn was a uh, uh, the, the the Notre Dame entitled football player that was chastised because if he had an ounce of heart that Rudy had, then he'd be an All American. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also too the best thing out of tro- uh, out of uh, out of Rudy comes that Notre Dame has a great troll where people will sit there and in the stadium in Notre Dame Stadium they'll hold up a sign that says Rudy was offsides because <laughs> he famously got a sack at the end of the Georgia Tech game and it just makes Notre Dame people lose their mind. So. <laughs> Good troll. Good troll, brother. Right. Way to bring we it actually back. we were at a game we actually had a game where uh, we took Bang and his family to the game, and yeah. some guy got kicked out because it said he had a sign that said Rudy has a small dick, and they <laughs> yanked his ass out of the, out of the stadium. And uh, then my num- my number one, mm-hmm. which is probably in the top, I, well, I shouldn't say it, it's it's a big list, but uh, Hoop Dreams is just 
unbelievable. Okay. Hoop Dreams is an amazing film. I mean, you have so many story types that just pan out in just real time. I mean, you have two young kids handpicked to go to this, you know, college preparatory school at St. Joseph's High School where Isaiah Thomas, the original Isaiah Thomas, not L.A. Sure. Lakers boss, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. They go there. One, William Gates, he becomes a superstar. Arthur Agee goes, doesn't cut the mustard, and then all of a sudden they say, oh, you know what? There's an issue with your scholarship. You're only a partial scholarship. Mm-hmm. His dad is a junkie, right? And then his his brother, or William Gates' brother, is kind of also this influence on him because he had all the talent in the world to go and play on scholarship D1 and, and blew it, and now he's a security guard. You yeah. have all these wonderful storylines. Um, it's it's a bit long, right? But it is it does run it's just long. amazing. Yeah, I, I love it. It yeah. is. But it's great. I mean, you can't sit there and not watch it and not be emotionally invested because it's it's probably the original format for documentaries that we see today, right? Yeah. That everyone has this inside look into what's going on. Well, That's what here's, a perfect, yeah, here's it, a perfect look. Yeah, it probably has like the, like one of the most kind of fascinating cold opens, right? We're on that, we're on that right. roof. We're just like kind of right. playing basketball. Like you can't really assimilate like kind of what's going on, why this game is being played. And it's just like, right. it's not about that character, but that through line kind of takes us through the entire thing. Like it's a great, right. it's a great comparison by like, cockiness about being there about like uh, what it takes to get there and yeah I, I right it. and just and the pressure that these kids i mean if you want to talk about i mean we talked about we're talking about college basketball right now but you want to talk about the pressure that these kids are on as preps right and high schoolers right mm-hmm. watch william gates and the struggle when he gets his a knee injury i think he's like a sophomore or junior year and just the panic like what am i going to do what is going to happen with my life yeah and that's real stakes real emotion that's right there, and if you want to get inside of what these kids go through, there it is. It's right there for you. Yeah. So great. Uh, so that's your that's your three, and I think you yep. kept it to four. And, you, and, not, and a t-shirt. And, and a, a t-shirt. t-shirt. And a t-shirt. A most awesome brand and a sports podcast t-shirt. I got to get on that. I owe you. I like my t-shirts tight, so keep it alive. And, and I think it was I think it was like three to one. Out. So I have to send the whole family t-shirts. So I'm going <laughs> I'm to deck out the whole Most Awesome Family and Most Awesome Brandana t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to hit my two really fast that didn't show up on your list. Uh, I had uh, Why Men Can't Jump, which obviously you had. Uh, my number two was Remember the Titans. Like, I Good love, movie, yeah. I, I love, like, when you first brought up, like, the race battle of White Men Can't Jump, like, it's, like, this kind of underbelly, like, they go to Gettysburg. There's just, like, there's this great, and it happens so organically, like, you can see it happening like how they just yeah. when they they're on two different buses and then denzel shows up and he's just like offense on one bus defense on the other bus and it's like say goodbye right. to your mom bertier and they all kind of just like get on there together like you can see them it's like strong side weak side strong side like yeah, when yeah, they like get yeah. along like on that like when they turn on the floodlights when they're like uh practicing <laughs> real late it's so like it still gives me goosebumps like it's amazing yes. they come back and it's just like oh it's a different world now and it's just like, right. oh, it's it's so right. it's so great my number one is a little golf movie, Tin Cup. Ooh, I saw I saw Tin Cup on a lot of lists when I was looking over it, and I remember Tin Cup being decent. I remember the scene with Costner just repeatedly just going for it on whatever green or whatever. Like he just yeah, it, you know, wouldn't give up, right? That, that's that's what I love about the end of the movie. It's like it's somehow married together the idea of this guy overcoming his internal demons but still not getting there. You kind of see he grew a little bit, but he still falls back in his old ways. Like he eventually hits it in in one shot, but it was like, it was a 13. Cause he just, he always has to go for it. And there, there was a right. nice like pulling it together where he still, he goes for it each time. And then like he gets a hole in one, but he still kind of loses. But like uh, Rene Russo is still kind of in love with him. It's 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 a great hero journey. It's great. Right. Oh, yeah, all good movies. And there's a ton. I mean, Rocky. We talked about Rocky. There's a ton of great movies. That a league, are out league there. of their own. A league of their own. Right. Yeah, yeah. A league of their own is ah, is good. Tom Hanks is probably the best thing on a league of their own. Yeah. In, in my personal opinion. Well, people are probably shouting yeah. at the podcast right now that like I thought you were going to hit some of the baseball classics like. You can't bring up this conversation without someone being Field of Dreams, being Bull Durham, which, right. which are good. I, I'm not as high on Field of Dreams, which is going to get some hate mail, I imagine, at <laughs> right, MAB right. Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Come at me. Right. At well, me. you have the whole father son dynamic of Field of Dreams, but I, I just like, I, I like Rudy for that. Rudy can give me that. And, you know, yeah, Field of Dreams is good. Bull Durham is, is good. I don't know if I can sit there and if I see. Field of Dreams on TV, or I see White Man Can Jump on TV, 
yeah. that I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to watch White Man Can Jump. But Field of Dreams, I might sit there and, ah, oh, this feels like this feels like a little emotional work right now. And I, I, sometimes <laughs> sure, I just want to like sure. laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I like the comparison. We're basically saying TBS or TNT. Like <laughs> White Man Show, White Man Can't Jump showing up on TNT and then Field of Dreams on TBS. Like what station do you tune to? Right, exactly. Uh, okay, this is the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast. We came at you with our top five of the week being Locker Room Cancers inspired by the OBJ possible trade going on. We went through our MA, MA parenting tips. Fuck Purell. Let's keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And then we debated our top three sports movies. We are now at the gambling corner. I'm going to talk about hedging your bet. And hedging your bet is, for those gamblers not out there, it's a way to, uh, you already have a bet in the mix where you're going to make money on, but you don't know if that bet's going to play out. So you can somehow put yourself in a position where at least you'll make some money. And uh, I, th- I think the perfect example just in NCAA tournament would be if most awesome called out when we're talking about odds that he liked Loyola Chicago as his long shot, which was a three, right. 300 to one. So if right. most awesome, uh, you know, didn't worry about his family eating and just got a little selfish, like maybe throws that $1,000 on Loyola Chicago. So he would be looking at $300,000 going to the sweet 16. So I'm going to tell most awesome or anybody that made that bet how you can at least walk out with $20,000. So, Ooh, so you're I going, like money. Yeah. So you're going in, so you make that bet. You put a thousand dollars on Leo Chicago. Mm-hmm. They get to the second weekend. They're in the sweet 16. They're playing, uh, their first. And I'm pumped. I'm excited. Right? Like I yeah. can't believe that yeah, this yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. This could happen. Yeah. You're, you're what? You're four games away from, from getting paid off. Right. They're playing K state. So K state was a favorite. You're going to bet, you're going to bet $2,000 on K-State. So you're, you're going to lose that game, right? It'd be $2,000 to win $1,600. And now I'm at, to win how much? Six, uh, 1600 2000 to win 1600 So, right. so worst case scenario, you're plus $600. If right. You bet. For my thousand original bet. From your thousand original bet, you win the 1600 right. So you're up 600 bucks, which yeah. isn't bad on betting a long shot. But let's say, right. which would have happened. Let's say you lose that. So Oof. now, now you're down, you're down $3,000 going into the Elite Eight. Right. So you go to the next right. one. You're down to $3,000. So the Michigan game, Michigan's going to be favorite. You want to mm-hmm. bet 4000 to win $3,200. So at least you're coming out with $200. You, you could escalate that a little bit if you wanted to. You're still going to come out positively with money. Gotcha. Does that make sense? So then, yes. Then, it, so, <laughs> so, so now I'm invested seven invested eight grand let's say they lose let's say let's say they that halftime score bears out yeah so now i'm 7k or i'm 8k invested seven in the hole yep so now what i gotta do open a line of credit take out a second mortgage the long shot basically if it gets to the sweet 16 is you can make money on it if it gets to a certain point like if it gets to that because you're you're playing a dog it's what we kind of talked about last week on gambling corner like you're playing a dog right. and like it, it's worth more to just bet the money line dog every time than like do the long shot, although Loyola might have been an exception, to where you just have to exponentially like keep increasing your bet and then getting paid off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you with me, bro? Then I got then I pay off my bank note and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. go back and I'll be like, yeah. hey honey, I bought I bought McDonald's for all this trouble. Well that's what that's what gets weird. Like you can't accidentally fuck it up. Like if you hedge a bet incorrectly, which I've done, like I I, I remember like times it Obviously, wasn't I didn't bet two hundred thousand dollars or something, but I was trying to hedge a bet and I did the math kind of wrong and I put myself in a position where, like, I lost three times as much for something that was going to happen was automatically going to happen. Like, I basically bet like right. over overtime wasn't going to happen to hedge my bet, and then there was like this tiny window where this team, if they won by two points, that's the only way I lost both ways, and I like I didn't see it coming, and they lost by two points, and I'm just like. Oh, motherfucker no. like i just it's like what were you thinking it's like why well, right. you got to be careful this has got to be planned out so the gambling corner just for our, our fans out there is for early entry gamblers like myself and very experienced gamblers oh. like brandana here. and and entertainment purposes only i think we have to say that yes exactly yes, <laughs> for, yes. and we're talking we're talking about dollars we we're actually talking about jelly beans or donuts and things like that right so yeah i mean most awesome brandana t-shirts this is funny money yeah Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah that's right that's what if i bet a hundred thousand mad (laughs) t-shirts right to win two hundred thousand t-shirts then right t-shirts okay 
the uh, that's the gambling corner. Um, have the I music, like it. Have the music take us out. This is the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, episode five, coming at you. Uh, we're of course appreciate the listeners, and the listeners have started firing off at us. We got a little little uh, it may be inbox, brother. Can I read you a couple right. emails? I mean, aside from just the general me just getting stopped and accosted in the street, sure. just, you know, <laughs> yeah, adoring yeah, fans yeah, and yeah, selfies yeah. and things like that. It's gotta be so annoying our, with our, your family. Yeah, our, our fans have now taken <laughs> to email, right? Because they're like, I just can't get enough of just I, seeing you. It's so random. Now I can reach out and touch you. I keep I keep saying that inbox email address on our podcast enough, and people have took us up on it. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna hit you with. So we got two this week. Thank you, listeners. Uh, this one, this first one comes from Ash C, who says, Ooh. "Hey, I love your podcast, and I think your voices are super sexy." Has off. Well, thank you, awesome. Ash. Thanks, Ash. What do you guys think about Sammy Watkins signing for the Chiefs? Do you think he's overpaid? Also, what do you think about the Chiefs' offseason moves? Alex Smith's trade. Will the Chiefs have a defense? P.S. So sexy. Please talk more. Oh, uh, well, we can Ash. definitely we can cover this that. For you. We can cover that last half. Well. My, my mom's name is Ash, by the way, so thanks, Mom. <laughs> uh, we, okay, what do you think about this? Uh, let's just let's jump in on it. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, he's overpaid. I think they overpaid for three, him. Three years for $48 million with $30 million guaranteed. Yeah, that's a big guarantee. That's a lot of money in the NFL to guarantee. Uh, and he's a wide receiver. Um, he's going to stress the field along with – or he's going to take some pressure off of uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, or David Tyree, as you said in the last podcast, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, but he's going to be an asset to him, and I think they're I think KC fans are going to be excited because they're that means they're gonna they're gonna let loose on Pat Mahomes and just let him fling it right and and give him some weapons. Yeah, you know? why why did uh, but Sammy Watkins kind of he disappeared for injury issues with the Bills, and they obviously yeah. moved him to the Rams. Wasn't even like the number one WR that you thought he was going to be with the Rams. Like, is this right. guy, did he have like kind of a dynamite freshman, sophomore year and kind of not the guy we thought he was? Or is he finding his way? Well, I think there's, there's always been a history of dynamic playmaking wide receivers that just for some reason people value them way more than I think public perception is. So, you know, I, obviously I don't spend a lot of t- time watching individual guys tape and what they do on, on the field. So, um, but just, you know, fantasy football wise, right. I mean, I wouldn't, he's not even my 10th wide receiver picked, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking him in the first 10 picks. So, um, to pay him in that, I think he's in the top 10 of wide receivers being paid. So I, you know, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's a gamble, but I think what it says is the chiefs are going to try and give, um, Mahomes as much talent surrounding him. You've got Hunt, you've got Kelsey, uh, you've got Hill, and now you're adding Watkins to the mix. And yeah. so if he does, if he does what he did with the Rams, then maybe that's all they need him to do, right? Is it worth thirty million guaranteed? I don't, I don't think so. But is that is that a is that a top five one two three in your mind? W one W R one W R two and running back as far as like firepower. Yeah, I mean it's going to have to be. It's right around, I think it's right around five. At least right around five. Yeah, yeah, I would say so because I mean if you think about every other top, let's just go top running back because there's only a few of them. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got Bell and Brown in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You've got Zeke and Dez in Pittsburgh or in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You've got. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my. Head here, some other. Oh, Fournette. Fournette doesn't really have any huge wide receiver. Sure. Um, I mean, you got, then, you got to look at Minnesota. Right. Who's their running back? Devlin Cook. Oh, right, right. Coming off an ACL tear. Right. So I wouldn't put <laughs> him right. in the top five. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, Detroit. You know, relax, relax, relax. Yeah, relax, little, relax. yeah, right, right. Little bites, <laughs> little bikes. God. Homerism here on this podcast. God. And to answer Ash, to answer your question about the 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 D. Um, yeah, I mean, but you're. You know, Peters was – we could have easily put Peters on the clubhouse cancer. I mean, he was pretty bad at points. He's also probably your best cover corner. But he was pretty toxic in that in that, uh, in that that locker room. Um, you know, Holly, old, uh, mm-hmm. 
Derek Johnson old. So I think they're just going to try and reload with younger talent, and it might not be the guys that you remember back in the day, but Anthony Hitchens, that linebacker, is a pretty solid linebacker. You've got Ragland. You've got uh, Chris Jones, the defensive lineman, who's who, out of Mississippi State, who's, who's pretty talented. Um, and, you know, you're, you're going to find role players in defense. I mean, you, you need energy and activity on defense. So I think it'd be fine. I think it's better served to spend your money a little bit more offensively, especially when you invested so much in that quarterback. Give yeah. him stuff to play with. Give him, yep. give him options. Well, I, I don't think I'm afraid of that AFC West also, to be honest. Like yeah. uh, D- Denver kind of missed out on the Cousins lottery, uh, took right. our leftovers in Keenum, which is fine. Uh, Oakland, like a lot of hype around Gruden. Might just right. be a bunch of hype. Like, we'll see. And then uh, San Diego's scary. Yeah, San Diego's scary, but San Diego is also like... Like, typically I, I mean, start out like 0-5 and, and then make a right. late run. Yeah, and, they're, and, they, and they're, they're on the downside. I mean, Philip Rivers is not going to be a top-flight quarterback for the rest of his life. So, I mean, he's on the end of his career. He was in that same Eli Manning category, and everyone's thinking like, oh, the Giants at... at you know, they should take a quarterback. They should take Rosen. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, he's not going to be there forever. So, yeah, their window is closing. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. All right, uh, second email coming from one Beth at gmail.com. Uh, dear MAB, you are most awesome. Congrats on four episodes, including the ghost episode. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Have That's I right. Have more uh, acapella air horn moving forward? Well, let's- oh! Uh, also, I'm glad you kept a stripper song as your opening. I like that new one, but that boy song was pretty aces. Kansas love New York Cali. Oh, you wrote that. You wrote. That. <laughs> I, I didn't write that. It's funny when I, <laughs> I, I just wanted to open it live, but it's like you didn't like our opening jam. You weren't feeling it. Yeah, at first I liked it, and then I started. <laughs> I, so I so so here's the thing: is is most awesome doesn't actually know any song lyrics to any song. I mm-hmm. I am historically bad at that, but I do like beats. Uh-huh. So you, you you hooked me with the beats, yeah. and then I started to listen <laughs> to the content, and I was like, wait a second. And I think and I think I told yeah. you I was like, so you could either when you listen to our song, you would either guess that we're a sports bra- a sports podcast uh-huh. or. We're like a fan podcast for RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah right. Either one right. of those plays. <laughs> he likes boys <laughs> and fashion. I might bring that song back. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Let's, let's close them out strong. We got a tale from the frat real fast. Your MVP of the week. Let me hear it. Oh, MVP of the week. Um, I had a lot. Could have been Grant Hill uh, going with the Hall of Fame, the all-time Piston great. Uh, another... MVP of the week could have been Lynn, the in-home nurse who came to my house for to get my blood height and weight for my life insurance. Oh, she nice. listed me at six one. She listed me at six one. So, she, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm every bit of it. If, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm sure every bit of it if they're sure listening to it online. Yeah. It's my insurance is <laughs> writing on it. Um, but the real MVP after after uh, last night has to be Mo Wagner, T- twenty four and fifteen third player in, in the NCAA history to have 20-plus and 15-plus boards, 20-plus mm-hmm. points and 15-plus mm-hmm. boards, the other two being Larry Bird and Akeem Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. So Mo Wagner, mm-hmm. the big yeah. German. Yep. He's my MVP of the week. What Hard about you, Hard picture. Brandana? Uh, I'll go the opposite side of that. I'm going to go uh, Devontae Graham. I just, like, in this day and age, just, like, being able to get attached to a player in college basketball that plays, like, all four years and just, like, right. really stepped up to play. Had an amazing career at KU. Uh, a very heartwarming photo of Bill Self kind of consoling him after the loss. And I, he sent out a sweet tweet about just being a Jayhawk, what that means. And it's just, you know, I, I think you and I talked about it a little bit, like what it means to be, like, a collegiate athlete, how there isn't kind of that, that tradition with school ties that it used to be. And this right. is the exception to that. Like, there was very right. much, like, that pride of being a Jayhawk was there. And it's, uh, let them know, like, it doesn't, go lost and no one sees this Jayhawk team as a failure. Like they, uh, they were awesome, man. They were awesome. And it's, yeah. it's a heartbreaking yeah. tournament and it's, uh, love those guys and love Devontae Graham. And he was, he'll be remembered as an all time great Jayhawk. All right. This is the most awesome Brandana sports podcast coming at you as we do. We flew through a dynamite episode. We hit everything. We had top five locker room cancers. We moved on to most awesome, most awesome parenting tips. We did a little bit of gambling corner. We had our MVPs and now we're going to close out the show as we do with a tale from the frat. And I think uh, it's very appropriate to close this one with uh, Jayhawks ending their amazing run 
Uh, we're going to flash back to uh, 2008. 2008 championship in Los Angeles, California. I was actually not there. I was in Lawrence, Kansas, but I want to hear a little bit about, uh, give me the live report from the field of what was going on at Frat 2008, Los Angeles with all the KU kids. I have to get in my time machine, go back so I can give you the live report <laughs> in real time. I, maybe, um, I, I, maybe I just don't know the definition of the word live. Like, I'll look I know, it up out of this it, yeah, it's your, You're a little live happy. <laughs> right. You're, a, you're like, I watched this, I watched this movie. It was live. <laughs> I watched live. Why man can't jump live? It's like, I don't think you did watch that live. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was, uh, it, so the whole, the whole tournament was a little, um, on edge, right. For the, for the, for the guys. And yeah. I think the final four was very much, cause if you remember, they played North Carolina, uh, Roy Williams and That's, that was a that blowout, was, blowout win. It right? was a blowout. Yeah. You got, yeah. They destroyed them. Right. And yeah. it got so much, I mean, but there, but the buildup for, for the frat, everyone, cause all, all those guys are, are KU alums and as, as well as you are. Did, did you, did you watch both games there? You watched North Carolina and you watched. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. We had to have. Right. Yeah. So, so then, um, so yeah, so the buildup was huge, right? This was a huge game, and then you guys shelled them, you crushed them, and mm-hmm. I'll never forget then the intro into the championship game against Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. So they show Roy Williams in the stands, and Roy Williams, I don't know if you remember this, you might remember, this. yeah, you do. He had yeah. this humongous Jayhawk sticker, sticker humongous yeah. Jayhawk sticker, yeah. and I'll never forget. Literally every every KU guy that was there was like. All is forgiven. Yep, that's when we forgave. I, that's when we forgave Roy Williams. It was that. Right. It was that sticker. You're like, okay, that's good. We beat him. Yep. We're in the championship game, and there he is, and he remembers his roots with mm-hmm. Kansas. All, we we can't hold anything against him. No no grudges against him any longer. And um, I think it was a small little omen. I think it settled the room a little bit because there was a little tension, right? Derek Rose and Memphis and yep. Calipari and all oh, these yeah. one and dons, and it was a little absolutely. But, so uh, when we're uh, when we're down. What was like eight with a minute fifteen to go? Like, what were you thinking? Were you just like, oh, like my drunken Kansas friends are gonna have their heart broken? Like, this is over. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it is definitely. It was definitely like a somber mood, and it was just like, all right, I'm not gonna say too too much right now. <laughs> sure. I don't want to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then they just they they battled back. Memphis kept missing free throws. Memphis missed. Derrick Rose misses both free throws. Come down, handoff to from Sharon to Mario, buckets. That three. I mean, God, the, that the, three. the the place went. I can't imagine what it would have been in Lawrence, but the frat was Miss Jerry down below was probably getting <laughs> just fine because she thought it was probably like the big one. She thought probably it was like a ten point earthquake. Oh man! Um, because it was it was going nuts in that, and then overtime happened and it was just it was it was it was a destiny moment right yeah yeah we yeah we had we had it in overtime we had like overtime it was like kind of no doubt it was like was i'm trying to remember i haven't watched the game in like a year uh but it's like uh sharon collins had that steal and right was was that the dish out to mario chalmers no i think chalmers hit hits the three but that steal was in overtime i don't know no 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 it was with time expiring did that steal or not time expiring very close yeah yeah, and so I'm gonna get so, so much uh, fucking shit for not knowing exactly what it is from the KU. Yeah, exactly. You can't. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. I don't know why I brought this. it up. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I should let it go. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that once, yeah, once overtime happened, I mean, you could kind of feel there was a little bit. The tension was released on that. I mean, it was such a big play. You could really just feel the energy in the room just shift. And mm-hmm. then when it came down to it, I I have never seen like guys were skipping and like and bing i'll never forget bing was like doing this like jig where he was jumping up and down like he couldn't contain the joy in his body like it was just moving all around so awesome. and the dudes were te- welling up i mean it, the frat wasn't as clean as my house but it was dusty in that moment probably because yeah, all yeah. the dancing yeah, just kicked up a lot of dust in there but but yeah, people were moved to emotion, right? It was a it was a seminal moment, and because you had, like I said, the lead up with Roy Williams, the build up against this one and done thing, and you know Kansas not being about that type of basketball, then being down, free throws, the miracle Mario Chalmers shot shot into overtime, then winning it. I mean, it was it was an unbelievable moment. Um, I don't remember too much overtime details because at that point we were probably drinking pretty heavily and I don't, it's, you know, it's yeah, kind of it's a, a lost moment there. But I do remember just that the moment of winning championship 
everyone, the energy was like unbelievable. And then I think we went to that, I forget what, what bar we went to after, it was a KU bar. And I remember one KU alumni bought literally like the whole bar around of shots or, or a drink or something like that. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Well, yeah. yeah and if great. also uh, frat moments, we did, we moved out of the frat, we did a uh, bracket. A bracket. Yeah. Of like the top moments ever in that uh, 2008 championship, one number one, as it should. Uh, didn't Ducey? Uh, yeah. Ducey threw up somewhere, right? Ducey, friend of the oh, podcast. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Ducey. I don't remember. Uh, I, I was on Mass Street walking down it without a shirt on. I remember there somebody being like, a shirtless dude, slam a beer, and like a beer just like flew into my hand, and then I just like slammed it because, and I took a picture with the cop. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, most awesome brandana sports podcast uh you can email us at it may be sports podcast that's sports plural at gmail.com we are now on itunes so give a follow give a listen uh search image right. sports you'll find us we have a, a fancy new logo looks like a little nintendo cartridge uh just go that's ahead right. and like that and subscribe and uh thanks for this was this was a monster episode brother I know, man. We just keep bringing the heat for these Why people. When, when you've got Ash and, and Callie out there supporting us, <laughs> yeah, sending emails, we've got to bring you, the noise for them. That's when you know you made it. I mean, Ash and exactly. Callie are emailing you. Like, uh, so uh, this is for Callie and uh, Dad Kamish. Like to do a little uh, acapella air horn. Uh, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for yours, brother. Yeah. Talk to you later, man. All right. Later, brother. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.